coming up on Just Elders Podcast. And then there were two. <laughs> God dang. Okay, so, you know, funner than Quavo. Funner than Quavo. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you can't go ministry and then come back. Dang. That blessed my soul. At church, we got to be better incubators of faith. My faith and my blackness mm-hmm. were uh, were clashing. Researching Ephi. I was researching the Ephi religion. Okay. So, not for my personal... Not for my personal... I feel like faith is a muscle. First off, this is... A lot of people don't even talk about... Know this because a lot of churches don't talk about this. God going to make a new heaven and a new earth. That's at the end of the book. He's going to make a new one. Sex within marriage is a weapon against the enemy. <clears throat> ready? Born ready. It's Wednesday. Time for your favorite podcast, the favorite podcast. And I'm on one. Let's ride. Let's get it. I pop a 16 passenger. This is G5. No, this not a challenger. Hey, I get some members with me in the fridge. The coat seats, they some cannibals. Hey, they like to get geek. Drink a whole bottle, wake up and repeat. Hey, good shit, right? Good shit, right? Now she says she's saying 3D. Hey, I'm just sleeping on that nigga takeoff, boy. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. I gotta pause this. I gotta pause this. Have you ever, have you ever went to a restaurant and they say we got a new recipe? And that shit's still hitting. <laughs> this what's happening. Hey! Hey, if we gonna do a jet like this, what's up, family? It's your boy Eldridge. You are tuning to the Jess Eldridge Podcast, the greatest podcast to ever get the airwaves. I'm super excited. I'm about to record the greatest episode I have ever recorded. I say it every time, and I mean it every single time. Round of applause, round of applause. See the, what do we call the amigos? Neff and Few? Unkin Few, man. Unkin Few. And then there were two. Damn. <laughs> God dang. So for those that don't know, that is a new track that was just leaked. Hotel Lobby by Quavo and Takeoff. Uh, allegedly the, um, is it allegedly or is it official? Yeah, I think it's a rollout. Rollout. They ain't, they haven't confirmed nothing. They just asked Quavo, hey, we'll take off and then take off unfollow them niggas, but ain't nobody said nothing officially. Hmm. I mean, breakups happen all the time. People don't say nothing. I mean, I think it's a rollout, but I, it, the unfollow might be real, but I don't know. Cause you know, take off. If you know how takeoff is, he already has a little ego. So he was going to leave anyways. Like I knew that nigga was going to leave when I saw him on BET awards and that nigga was break dancing. Y'all remember that shit on the, on the BET award? Yeah, no, I, I, I need to, I, I had to start hooking the TV up. I got post. You mean offset? Yeah, offset. Yeah. You said takeoff. Oh my uh, bad, my uh, bad, my bad. Yeah, I'm an uh, offset. I'm an offset. I'm an offset. Offset. He was dancing with Whitney Houston. Yeah, I see. Dang, dang, dang. It's a Whitney Houston video. They pulled up offset was break dancing. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. Was, I seen that. It was that. a viral video of um offset uh doing the robot. Someone he was young. Yeah, saying how young. long, how old he was. Like, yeah. And then you gotta realize, <laughs> I, I'm with Carter. Yeah. 
I'm with the hottest thing in the game. Like, like we really could do a hood J and Beyonce. It'll go. It, it could, but then also though, I mean, the group is the group. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that core be, you know what I'm saying? That core work. Yeah, but if we talking about the hood J C and Beyonce, we can do. Cardi can do for him what Beyonce did for Jay at one time. Cause when they first got together, Jay Z juice had all the juice. But then it was a moment where Beyonce was carrying that thing. Like, all you had to do is just get credit for like, that's my shouting. And she wearing my chain. When they were doing all that, uh, Bonnie and Clyde, but nigga, that's all Beyonce juice. So Cardi B could hold this nigga over. Like, and she, Ain't nobody, I mean, as quiet as it kept, she ain't dropping music like she was, but Cardi B is still Cardi B. She damn sure is, cause she just became the uh, creator director for Playboy, and she just dropped a little video. No, <laughs> Cardi B is still <laughs> Cardi B. Like, yeah. Cardi B is not no, oh, one night, uh, uh, one hit wonder, I came out of nowhere. No, Cardi B is, she's a powerhouse, because you gotta realize, she's love, Man, she got so many sectors of love. Y'all got to realize cultural love is different than just that regular shit. When somebody has a whole culture behind them, that's why I say 6 9 would never be nothing because he could just focus on the Mexican culture and win. So Cardi B got the entire... Uh, what's she, Puerto Rican? What is she? Uh, it's a Dominican. Dominican, whatever she is. She got she, that. She got that culture. She got strip club culture. She got black culture. She got pop culture. She got a lot of got that. North culture. Yeah, she got Down that New South York. Culture. She got that New York shit. So Cardi B got a lot. And she got the family, uh, culture because she just came up with that culture shark. Yeah, that's why Offset ain't worried about yep. it. Niggas just did baby shark. That's what I'm saying. I don't have <laughs> to worry about it, bro. My, I'm, I'm with Cardi B and I know we could literally just do a whole album where we giving it up and niggas gonna buy it. Like not even think about it. So, Hey, I'm just glad to hear that these brothers still got their sound because typically, you know, when you come out, you got to come out hard. Like, this song was riding. I ain't gonna lie, that, that was actually my first time listening to it. You know, I like, uh, riding shit like that. So, hopefully it ain't no real super beef. I will tell you this, my, uh, this is when I knew, uh, Migos were different. Cause, like me, y'all know I don't be on that music shit. I don't be on that music shit. So, I'm listening to Migos. I'm like, ah, that's cool. But I wasn't going crazy like everybody else was going crazy. 217, this is when I knew Migos was going, they were different. I'm in Senegal, Africa. I'll go to the club and I walk in and I see homeboys, the Senegalese brothers all ring drop, drop, drop. And they knew every fucking word, bro. When I'm in Senegal and I felt like I was on Glenwood or I felt like I was like in Atlanta, bro, at Onyx, I'm like, oh yeah, Migos, they different. And and I went there, that was, nigga, that was more than six years ago. They changed the whole game, though, for real. They changed the whole game, especially when, you know what I'm saying, the triplet flow, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that's how a lot of people rap still to this day, but they, they didn't make it, of course, you know what I'm saying? But they, they got it back popping, you know what I'm saying? And, man, they changed the game. I, I remember, I remember when Versace came out, everybody was wearing the little designing, little silky clothes and stuff. Hey, man, I... <laughs> 
You remember that? Them niggas, niggas, yeah. niggas, they, they changed the complete style of how it flow. Mm-hmm. They changed a uh, complete style of dress. I mean, they, they brought it back because Project Pat didn't build on that triplet flow. Like that, that's, that's yeah. They brought it back. They definitely yeah. did, wasn't the originators, but they brought it back. They yeah, they, they definitely they, brought it back. They definitely brought it back. And, and and they actually brought some lyrics in because I remember for a minute they tried to put them in that mumble rap category. Oh yeah, them boys and, and, they, they yeah, rapping. Yeah, they they just start putting some words in there. Now Quavo might still be in the, the mumble rap to me, but take off and offset them niggas be rapping. Yeah, them, be rapping. Who's the number one amigo? I thought Quavo was before Cardi B. It was Quavo. If you ask me, I say Offset. Offset. <laughs> that's my. That's that's the Quavo is more commercial though. Quavo no, is. More I said before Cardi, it was it was Quavo to me. Like I'm talking about before he got with Cardi B, Quavo was that one that was just to my Offset, huh? To my Offset. Offset with Cardi B. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But before Cardi B came oh, in the picture, about Quavo. I'm saying Quavo was the. He was the one up front. He was animated. He was. But he. He's the poster reason, boy. He's the face of it. He's the yeah. poster boy. But see, what really fucked up is Takeoff uh, going to jail. I mean, Offset going to jail. Mm-hmm. Offset went to jail. Quavo took off. But Offset, like his album, when they all three dropped the album. Yeah. He had the best album. That's why I say he was number one. He had the best album. And know. and he got a single. Like, he he got like a uh, that Ric Flair drip. Like, that. I, Quavo, I can't name. I can't name one of his song, solo songs or Takeoffs off the project, but. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, without warning with Offset 21 Savage, mm-hmm. that's what went. That's what yeah. went up. It definitely tough. Offset definitely tough. So number one is Offset. Yeah. And, you know, and he, and he a father of four. You know so, what I'm saying? I so, like I, so I just about to say, so this is proof for a black man to level up, a wife and children is the way to go. I mean, that's that's always. <clears throat> that's the always. way to go. Because that's the difference. Like, he got a different level of focus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even his album when he had his kids, I was like, that shit was fine. Hell yeah. That shit was fine. I, I thought about Keith when I seen that shit. I'm like, this yeah, is yeah. shit Keith with this. Yeah, drop a pod cover like that one time. <laughs> one time. One time for the two true time. True story. True story. True story. True story. I met, I met, I met them before. I met, I met the Migos <clears throat> 20, uh, <laughs> 2015 going to South by Southwest. Offset was locked up. So I'm a fan, bro. I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, uh, intern working as a cameraman. So, we on the same plane. Me, uh, Quavo, and Takeoff, we on the same plane. So, I'm seeing them. This is like, I can't believe. This is when they had, um, uh, what's the, uh, Hannah Montana, all that stuff. This is during that time. So, I look at them. I said, oh, snap. I can't believe it. It's them. It's Quavo. It's Takeoff. Man, I walked up to him. Hey, bro. I put my hand out. What's up, man? I'm a fan, man. Just showing love. Don't you know that man looked at me? Looked dead in my hand. Quavo. Looked dead in my hand, looked at me, and walked off. <laughs> take off, take off, dap me up, take off, dap me up, though, take off, dap me up. And look, so I was working, I was working with Coach K a little bit during the time, and I told him, I said, bro, man, I said, I ain't rocking with Quavo, man. He he left me hanging. He was like, man, don't worry about him. He was probably just high, bro, man. He be like that. But Offset, I met Offset uh, last year, uh, working with some um, this young group I'm, uh, I be working with. Offset, dap you up. He'll take a picture. He'll talk with you for a, a stinging amount of time. He'll give you a drop. Offset gonna do whatever you, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sure, you know, they was young back then, so I know Quavo probably mature, but off a rip, Offset, he cool. Okay, so, you know, funner than Quavo. Funner than <laughs> 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 That's what I think. Who, who, it was somebody that tried me like that. What celebrity tried me? I was, uh, 
I would be for other than Diddy. Like Diddy is on site. I see that nigga Diddy. I'm <laughs> bro. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a, a fucking headline because I'm swinging on Diddy when I see him off site. Where's the our black oh, yeah. party? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm swinging on Diddy. I'm That's sorry. gonna make the podcast go crazy. <laughs> black, man, podcast host Jess Eldridge beat up. <laughs> I, I'm doing this for Mace. <laughs> doing it for goddamn love. Goddamn. Man, uh, so what, man, go to that Mace thing. What happened? Mace say. Oh, so, so shout out, man. That lovers and friends. I, man, first of all, they actually did it because you know, there's been so many fake concerts and fake festivals yeah. that like, like even the one that's supposed to be coming to Atlanta, that's supposed to be like an R and B fest. I still don't believe it's happening because I ain't been hearing shit. Right. But it happened. It went on and Mace was performing and right in the middle of his set, they said the speaker messed up. The music got cut off. So Mace was like, Hey, Hey, this is Diddy. I know somebody pay. <laughs> I know Diddy paid somebody. This is a good one, Diddy. You got me. And they said he refused to leave the stage till like something played, like till something came back on. So like, you know, because Mace had dropped that diss song to Diddy because he wants his music back. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, look, this nigga ain't trying to fuck with me. Like he's talking about love. He's talking about black people and being up the creator and da da da. Can I get my publisher? Can I? What's up? Can I? Can I get someone on these records? You know what I'm saying? I even came back for the tour. What's happening? So, uh, May, it's not gonna be the last you hear Mace. Mace is, he's always on come out and say something. Man, Mace, Mace is one of them rappers, uh, he one of them rappers, I'd be like, damn, I wish I was more in the music. Cause when I go back and listen to his stuff, I'm like, oh, his shit be riding. Man, like, man, I ain't, man. I ain't really know Mace shit. I had, uh, Harlem World and I had Mace other shit, man. And like, to me, Mace was that dude, but when he just up and left and went to go preaching, it was just like, what, what happened? And then when he tried to come back on some G unit shit, see that? You know, I don't be liking too much of the hypocrisy. See, that's, why, like that's why the Just Church is the last. <laughs> I just want to be real, folks. <laughs> Going to the ministry <laughs> has to be your last. It got like, like, you can't go ministry and then come back. Now, you can't, I'm not saying you can't be in the industry and you can't be a Christian and love God. Not saying that at all. But when I'm saying when you go full blown, I'm ministering, I'm starting a church, bro, you can't come back. I agree. You you can't come back. Like you Like you could be progressing to it while you in it and all that, but when you establish a church and you saying this is This is what I'm doing, like to me now it's like you either playing with God or playing with us, mm-hmm. right? Or we ain't gonna help you. Run away from your calling. Like, you Job now. I can't even let you got the hang. And it's the way that you come back as well. If you, like, you know what I'm saying, if he was still dropping, you know what I'm saying, stuff like Kanye, Jesus is king or something. Right. We, we can accept that he coming back as Murder Man Mason. You know what I'm saying? Like, the last, I don't even, I, the last thing I heard from Mason, he was preaching in Atlanta. He started in another church. And that's the last thing we heard from, you know, that's the last thing he was preaching. And you know what I'm saying? So... I, I would say this about the church, man. Church, the church space is so weird, man. It's so weird. Like you can't. So the biggest, we, we and Jared were talking about this the other day. I don't know if y'all remember. Y'all remember Coco Brother? Yes. Coco Brother, Jesus, baby. The biggest radio personality in gospel other than Larry Tisley was Coco Brother. Agree or disagree? Like Co- Co- Coco Brother's up there. Um, what you call it doing it too now? Um, not Coco, but the dark skinned brother, uh, Griff. Oh, yeah, but yeah. He, he, that's weird. Like, Griff, Dang. to me, sound like he just needed a job. 
He did the mace. Like, yeah, Griff, Griff said like, cause if you listen to Griff, you sound like the folk that don't go to church. They got like one or two phrases they heard. Griff say this after every statement. Damn. That blessed my soul. <laughs> that blessed my soul. Like he said that after every statement, bro. Like you can tell he really in church like that. He was just connected in radio and there was a job opportunity. And you know, the gospel radio be needing comic relief. So they not so churchy, but right now the new Coco brother, in my opinion, is Willie Mo Jr. But I know that is, but all right. You know who Willie Mo is? For sure. Yeah, so Willie Moe, would you say he like the new Coco a little bit? Like, he on the way trying to be there? I wouldn't say he's a new Coco brother, but he is. When I think of a Christian radio personality, I think of Willie Moe Jr. He is definitely the new Yeah, guy. he he young, but the thing is, I don't think Willie Moe really want to be. I think Willie Moe want to kind of come over to this secular world. That's a hard crossover. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a hard crossover to leave gospel to go to secular it's even hard. Like, if you leave secular and go gospel, you got to do that jump. Like, how Kanye did Jesus, Lord, Jesus, King. That's how I think like you should do it. how Kanye did it. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if Kendrick did it. Uh, I don't like how David Banner did it. What you think about David Banner uh, transition from, from gospel to... David uh, Banner cap. David Banner started as gospel? No, he left gospel. Then he went to, um, I wasn't familiar with David Banner, um, starting off as a gospel, but nah, so David Banner, David Banner, like he was on top of his game, bro. M I crickly, crickly, I crickly, crickly, I like David Banner was that guy. Mm -hmm. And then he left and he went, got, he started producing gospel track. He did some of uh, Mary Mary joints. Mm -hmm. Like there's a Mary Mary song that he produced. Yeah. Uh, that was gospel. It just, it wasn't. The same. I'm like, bro, what you, you stop doing good beats? Like, nah, see, for David Banner, I, I listened to too much of his shit and it just sounded like he wanted to check. Okay, he started talking about producing gospel, producing TV tracks, pr- produce, programming sounds in the remote. Now, the only reason, only reason I don't, only reason I don't think it was fake because I'm looking at what he's doing now. He never, he didn't go back. He just went gospel. No, and no, then, no. David Banner, out cause, um, not to interrupt you, but, I don't, he's very, and this is out his words, he's very against, uh, the, um, um, he's really on some like anti Abrahamic faith type stuff. Like he's really not on that. He's really on some pro black. He's well, really on that. Like, well, well now, but yeah. I'm, I'm talking he's about, about the journey. Of, I'm talking about uh-huh. journey of how he got there. Okay. And because I feel like the church mm-hmm. has to do a better job mm-hmm. at catching people where they are. Mm-hmm. At church, we got to be better incubators of faith. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We want people to come in already faith established in ministry, right? And we want them to just come in and get right to work exactly where they are instead of bringing them in. Like, there's very few churches that have great discipleship programs. Very, yeah, this, this is, yeah, this is David Vanderbilt. I remember when it came out. And I was like, man, it started sounding gospel. Like his sounds. Like gospel producers got a specific sound. Like it, like in 2017, you can, I, I know you know what I'm talking about. Gospel producers, it's like they got like a, they horns sound different. They, 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 they uh, drum tracks. It, it doesn't sound full as David Banner old stuff. 
But saying it to say, I don't think churches have a good discipleship program. Meaning when Jesus found those 12 brothers, Mm -hmm. some were accountants, some were fishermen. These are different brothers, different uh, economic status, Mm -hmm. different backgrounds. And he discipled them into ministry. For sure. And that's, that's true. A lot of churches, um, you know what I'm saying? So one thing, so one thing I've, I told myself this, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I was just telling my wife this the other night. So first off, the church, and it's gonna, it's gonna sound, it's gonna sound, it might throw you off a little bit, but I'm gonna tell you, the church is a good place. It is a clean place and it's a holy place. And it's, and it's always been that. The Bible always talks about how hypocrites and evil men have crept into the church. You know what I'm saying? But the church are the people and the true people. When we come together, we all not like that. You feel me? Right. You know what I'm saying? I so, agree. You know what I'm saying? So what I mean by this, what I'm getting to is a lot of churches are ran by these people who have crept in and they just want the numbers. They just want you to come up to the front. They want you to tithe or whatever. And it, there are very few churches that actually care about discipleship. You feel me? And I go to one that's one, it's a small church, but they really care about discipleship, but it's few, a very small few of many. And those many are the things that most people see. And they and, judge by. Yeah. You, and, and I mean, that's like, if you turn on the TV right now to a Christian station, you're going to see a man asking for a thousand dollar seed. And that's what people, and if, if come get some of my, and, put it and, in my and, hand. And, and, and here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about the 217. I'm saying, I think, I think, (laughs) I think David Banner left the secular industry Mm -hmm. and he went to a church that was not about discipleship. Mm -hmm. I feel like the David Banner you see now, you see him because he didn't go through discipleship. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what happens is most people leave, come to the church because they want to create change. Mm -hmm. They want to help our people, especially Mm -hmm. if you're in a position like David Manor coming from a position of wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Position of money. Mm-hmm. So he's seeing the disparities of our people. That's the mm-hmm. only reason you leave mm-hmm. if you want to do more. I, 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 I have to disagree with you on that though. Um, I feel, oh, oh so that, um, that, that David he went to the be church. stealing from this. No, 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 no. Oh, I, I disagree with you. I know he'd be stealing he from probably this. probably ran into a bad church and that's why he may be a left. So this is, this is, this is what I've learned <clears throat> when I first got saved. And I went to a church. It was good until I started reading for myself and I started seeing what was wrong with it. The Holy Spirit ain't going to let you leave the church. He might draw you to a new one or he might cause you to start one of your own. But it ain't making you leave the, the church. The Holy Spirit ain't going to tell you to leave the church or talk against it. That's something, you know what so, I'm saying? So I think, I think great example. So this is me coming into my faith, right? Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a time where my faith and my blackness mm-hmm. were, were clashing, I right? Feel you. Like I'm coming into who I am as a black man, our historic history of black people. Mm-hmm. And you start hearing all of this. Then I grew up in white church. For sure. And I know white church were not this, they were not disowning white supremacy Mm-mm. or preaching against racism. And then, uh, you hear all the people that are on the consciousness that kind of reflect who I'm looking at, the Malcolm X's of the world. They disowned Christianity. So that's where the conflict come, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't until I found Sankofa Church, shout out to Rev, uh, Sankofa Church where my blackness and my Christianity was mm-hmm. able to reconcile, right? For sure. So I don't think it was necessarily, but for a minute, 
the Holy Spirit didn't tell me to lead the church, mm-hmm. but I wasn't settling for what I know what and what I believe. You know what I'm for saying? Sure. No, I wasn't settling for that. So uh, saying that to say, I agree. Mm-hmm. David Manor has some work he has to do, mm-hmm. but I I do feel like his first plunge into Christianity was real. For sure, I believe I believe he really. It was no reason to come over there. Mace came over to Christianity. He wasn't hot. Mm-hmm. David Banner came at the like it was. He wasn't never Kanye. Yeah, but he came at the peak of his career. Yeah, it ain't sure. like he waited till he was falling off. Yeah, so that's why I believe it was a real jump. I had a um. I I've had a um. Um, you know what I'm saying? My, my blackness and my Christianity had, um, you know what I'm saying? A conflict at one time. And, um, it's a book I had, I read, I read it in 11th grade called Things Fall Apart. But I read. Too much. Things Fall Apart? Yeah. yeah that's the author? Yeah, that's the author. So. By the African dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so check this out. So check this, man, check this out. I read that in 11th grade. That's 2011. But as a grown man, I read it again last year because. I was like, someone's just like, I need to read this book again because as I really didn't read it back then, but I read it now. And there was a part in, <clears throat> so check this out. There's a part in the book where, no, I'm, I was researching Ephi. I was researching the Ephi religion. Okay. So not for my personal, not <laughs> for my personal, not for my personal, um, not for, not because that's what I want to do, but because I need to talk to people who practice that mm-hmm. and I need to know about it. So I'm doing research. So I, I read the book again because I like, okay, I know it's some African stuff in there. So I read the book and there's a part in the book where these white people come and they, uh, start colonizing, um, the land where the, the Africans is where, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So they said, so the Africans, um, they was like, okay, y'all want to come over here? We gonna give y'all the curse, the curse forest. That's where y'all can set up at. Y'all, um, you know what I'm saying? Y'all wanna do y'all church? Go set up in the cursed forest. So the Christians, they cleared out the land and they set it up in the cursed forest and they said, okay, they're gonna die after a week. Okay, they're gonna die after two weeks. And then they seen they wasn't dying. It was like, it, they, they couldn't figure out what it was. But what I'm getting at is this. I'm a Christian. I identify with the Christian faith. But even though something felt, I felt, Disturbed, I felt angry that these white people were the ones coming over and taking their land, even though it's the faith I believe in. I still felt some type of way. I was like, man, it's it's messed up, even though it's the faith I believe in. They these are still our people. They coming in, they taking over, they changing stuff, and it was it, it brought me conflict. I was like, man, like these are people, our ancestors, and like this is their tradition and stuff. This is what they believed in, and these white people. With the faith I believe in, they coming over there and they taking it over. Well, like the rest of the book, though, like that's when you realize how messed up Christianity is because the main character on Conquo, they wasn't rocking with him because even his son went over there and they kept trying to convert him. And he kept trying to tell his people like, nah, like, look, they didn't die, but those people ain't good because it's something we always hear, right? They they came over and gave us a book, gave us Christianity, then they messed around and took us, took our land, took our wealth, took everything with them. And the whole time on Conco, he's trying to go against it, but it's hard to go against it when other people see like, oh, it's producing fruit. These mm-hmm. people are giving us this. They're giving us yeah. that. And then by the end of the book, what happened? The actual soldiers come through. And when the soldiers come through, they get everybody, the believers and the non-believers, and put them all on the boat. Like, So I understand what you're saying. Like That book really does show like a big conflict in even just being a man sometimes, right? Like You might see some shit... 
it's like when you see shit with politics, you might see like, man, they tricking y'all. Like, they're not going to do... Yeah, they give you a black Supreme Court justice as a woman pick, but they're not fucking with y'all for real. And you're right. trying to tell them, you're trying to tell them, and they tell somebody to shoot up a bunch of stuff, and then you realize, oh, damn. <clears throat> when they show up the Asian spas, they got a bill, they got some money. When they show up the black grocery store, we still ain't got nothing. This lady's still crying about the trauma they have running out the back door. You know what I'm saying? And there's no federal aid, no federal support, and not everybody's kind of looking like, damn. But a lot of people have been saying it from the jump. But when you look up, everybody's back on the boat. So I understand what y'all saying with that Christianity thing. Like it's, it's definitely a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow. But I also feel like once you learn it, and then you start putting it with everything else that you learn, you just start realizing like, just let me ask y'all this, right? Is it really about the Christianity, or is it about just being a good and moral person? I think for me, I, I, I think the, the ritual of the rituals and organized faith is kind of what brings it all together. Right. I think it's, it's the formula. So, you know, I'm not one of those. I got conflict and views. I, I, I could take that. I, I definitely, um, just from my own personal research, my own personal, um, study. You know, when people say, you know, I'm just a good person, right? I'm a good person. I don't steal, I don't kill. I think even in that, you're operating in a level of uh compliance with the faith and the religion already, right? You just, it's just some stuff you don't know yet. Or you don't know you believe or you don't know you. It's just you, have, you haven't met the right messenger. And um I know for me at one time, I was about to leave Christianity and I was going to go to the Muslims, right? And, and the reason why I was going to go to the nation because you couldn't give up the white women in their pork. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I couldn't go over there. <laughs> nah, but for real, for, I didn't want to cut my hair. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to cut my beard and all that stuff, but Man, you've been the next RZA, the I, next 19 keys. I am, I admire the discipline and the organization. And the change that I seen that the nation has made in the black community specifically, you know what I'm saying? Like I haven't seen that change from the church in the black community. Like how, when, when I'm looking at Dr. King, he was a pastor, like all of these organized leaders was pastors, right? Everybody, even from Nat Turner, all these guys were reverend pastors. So, I just felt like the church had got so much so far away from that. That's why I was kind of annoyed with the church because I wasn't seeing no pastor on that fight. Like, I need you to use your platform as a pastor to help us what's killing us right now. And these white folk killing us. And then I go to black church and we're not talking about that. We ain't talking about it at all. We're not talking about how to organize around it. We're not talking about how God looks at white racism. We just not talking about it. And that's what was fucking me up on my Christianity. I was like, nah, bro, this can't be right. Like this, somebody got to be addressing this. And it wasn't until I got with Sankofa Church when they were doing it. So I also don't believe everybody wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I don't believe I don't been to India and I don't seen them pray and I don't seen the energy of those people. I don't believe all them people going to hell because they ain't saying Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. I, I personally believe that a lot of these religions or languages 
and God speaks to them fluently. And um, I think to say, if you do not say Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and this is, if you're not doing this, all y'all going to hell and all y'all going to make, I'm just not there. I know people that are there. I just can't believe. I'm too traveled. I'm too exposed. I got too many relationships to believe that that's true. Because I know some folk that is saying Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior that ain't shit. And I, I would personally be mad if I seen them in heaven. I'm going to be real. I'm like, hold on. This Negro made it? <laughs> and uh Mr. Johnson, Miss uh, Outlaw across the street, that's a good person. Uh She ain't make it because she ain't do You know what I mean? So it's like, this is that company. And Keith, you know, I've been trying to have this conversation on the podcast for a long time, like with a real pastor, like even the EFI stuff. I feel like it's so much misinformation out there. And out of ignorance, I know me when I'm, when I'm not sure about something, when I'm ignorant about something, fear creeps in and I just kind of shun away from it. Like, I mean, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. I just think like for me, it's the other way around. Like you can go through Christianity, being a Muslim, Ifa, all of that, um, being Jewish, Catholic, all of it. But at the end of the day, what it should lead you to is to be a, good moral standing person and just understand how I don't know like how the ebbs and flows of this thing really goes. Like I don't like you just said there's so many names for him. You can call it call him, call her, whatever you you know what I'm saying? It's it's ethereal. You know what I'm saying? It's esoteric. It's out here in the universe. And to me, it's like what what's what is it really doing? Wait, right? Like what does it really guide you to do? And to me it should guide you to progress be positive, be a better person, how to like deal with yourself. And some people get that. And some people just don't, some people just don't even want to. Well, that, what I don't like, I know there's people that have denounced Christianity and they no longer over here and and they on spirituality now, but you be miserable. Like you be miserable. Like you don't be happy. You be, I'm like, Hey bro, I can't, I can't, I need to go, if I'm, whatever faith I'm practicing, I need to feel happy and whole inside. Like I know Christian, Christian, people that say they're Christian and they miserable. To me, it's like, that ain't right. Like, to me, that, like, neither one of y'all right. The one that's Christian is miserable, like, the one that's. But see, you're a good example though, right? I see you and I see how you practice things, right? And I know how your faith grounds you and where you're at with it, but like, their, your optimism and the positive way you think and just how you handle stuff. I don't, me personally watching you, I don't attribute all of that to God or the faith or Jesus Christ, right? Some of that I attribute to your personality as Elders Washington. Now I might have been rooted in that, right? But I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see you and be like, well, the optimism is direct. Nah, I just see that's this is a part of you, and I see that's the way you should be about well, things. I think you know? it's my faith is so down, rooted in my DNA. All of my decisions are are based off of that. Like it's the reason why you you never see me stress, and you and I tell you everything what's going on, the press. So it's like being in a dream. You ever woke up in a dream before you woke up? Like oh damn, I'm dreaming. It ever happened to you before? Like like you realize yeah, yeah. this is a dream now. Like it's it's when I uh try to like do something and I can't move and I'm like oh man I'm fucking dreaming I'm dreaming and then you you wake up right 
that's how it is for me. Like life started happening. Where that money at? I know I have my bank Exactly right, but that's the worst. That's the worst having some bread in the dream and wake up right there. That's the worst. But so for me, that's how my life is. So if something hard come, like a a real struggle, and I'm like trying to do it on my own, and then it's like I wake up like, oh, okay, this is where God come in. I can't do this. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm feeling stressed out right now because I'm trying to do this on my own. Like, so that happens. That transition is really fast for me. It's really fast. Like no matter what the drama is, no matter what the situation is, I'm like, oh, okay. This a God thing. This ain't, I can't do this. Like I'm feeling overwhelmed because I'm trying to do it with me and me only. Like when I tap into my relationship, my faith in God, that's when the unknown powers and resources and energy that I need to push through anything happens. So that's why I don't stress. You know what I'm saying? But that's all my faith. And that's only because through life experience, I don't have too many, I don't have live audible moments with God. I don't have moments where nothing but God could have got me out. I don't like, I know God is real. So like, it, it ain't, it, it's, it's why I fear nothing and no one. It's why I believe I can do anything because I know like my life is a very clear example. Like that's why I rock with David so much. David did a really good job at account, doing the account. Like I feel like everybody should be like David. David like, man, when the bear came, you let me slay the bear. When the lion came, you let me kill the lion. When the giant came, like how many victories can you name mm-hmm. that you know God brought you through? Mm-hmm. I can name a lot of them. And that's why I move the way I move. I'm like, I got no straight. You know what? In hearing you say all this, see, I'm gonna tell you my my conflict my conflict with the whole thing. It's not so much within myself because I'm I feel like I'm pretty directed on what I understand and what I believe. What what scares me is this new age of people, like you said, that's not in the church, right? They're on some spirituality. They're rooted from the church because a lot of us was forced to go to church when we were little. Like, even if it was just basic Bible school, like even my kids have been to church. Like everybody goes to a church that they know it's something. And then it converts itself to like some cult type shit. Like you seen this thing going on with this nature boy thing, like this whole, yeah, I heard about and not just him. It's a bunch of like little subsets of people that's doing that. But I could see how people get caught up in it because if you're not going to a church, you just wrapped up in spirituality, but because you have no quote unquote teachers to, to help you decipher, like everything you just described is the basics of it, right? The belief, the conviction, all of that. But because some people don't have that strong belief or have that strong conviction, hell, they can just come up under somebody who does and they can be spouting a bunch of bullshit, but because they believe in the goobly goop, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Whatever. Cause that person's like that. And I feel like I only, the only reason why I still have some is very little, but some belief in the church because our people need that in some capacity. And I've been seeing that when they don't have church and they just go into some random type niggas or even, or, or women, whoever just takes that power and just manipulates it. When you they, they're leading our people down the wrong you path. You know what I'm like when you don't have God, bro, like that's, that's the thing. Like, but that's what I'm saying. But, they like, think folk, they have God. It, what, what this is what I'm saying. Why, why most people are really frustrated like the definition of hopeless, right? Like, and I was thinking about this concept the other day. The IRS called me today. I said, Eldridge, if you don't give us a hundred million by the end of the month, you know what I'm saying? Or 30 days, you got to give us a hundred million. 
you're going to go to prison for 50 years, right? I don't, I got a lot of relationships. I got a lot of contacts, but I'm going to be real. Let me go ahead and turn myself in now. Let me get started because I ain't getting no hundred million up in 30 days. I'm just not, you know what I'm saying? If they said, yo, if you got, give us a hundred thousand, I know where to go to get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a, I'm a pool. So, let me translate this to what I'm saying. Like every day, that's what the definition of hopeless is. Like for me, I walk through life, no matter what it brought to me, I am pretty confident I can get it done no matter what life say. But my faith has really only been exercised on a hundred thousand level. I ain't been challenged with that hundred million faith yet. You know what I mean? Like, but the more life you live, the more you exercise and you build it. I feel like faith is a muscle. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you're really, and that's the beautiful thing about Christianity. It is a relationship. And that's why when people get caught up on that cult stuff, you got to question yourself. Is it really Christianity? Cause Christianity is not necessarily about your pastor. It's about your relationship with you and God. And a lot of people and most, and that's what Moses was trying to do for the children of Israel. He was like, look, y'all need to speak to God for yourself. Like y'all don't got to come once the, um, the Ark of the Covenant and all that stuff when we move, like when we could begin to talk to God for ourselves, that's when the manipulation got to get cut out, right? Nobody can't manipulate you like they used to because, yeah, this pastor can be talking good. He can be persuasive. He can be batting it all out. But if in my own life, I am studying my word, you know what I'm saying? Studying myself, show myself approved. If I'm praying without, that's what the Bible says, pray without cease. Like it ain't about, See, in my opinion, my translation of pray without cease is not, I'm on my knees all day, I'm praying. But it's every day, I'm talking to God through this problem. Hey God, you know, I got, I got, I got, I got to talk to 217. I, you know, I really need him to be on this team. Like, make sure I'm saying what needs to be said. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I'm hearing what he's saying so we can have a strong relationship and we can do some great things together. Like, that's what praying without cease for me did. I'm you praying. Know what? Damn, I wish we had a. When we do this conversation, I don't think we just need a preacher here. I think we need a preacher and a psychologist here. Yeah, because even what you're describing now is, I feel like that's where the lines are getting blurred, right? It's like with so many things in our society, it's definition, right? You say, well, it's not Christianity. Well, if I'm a person who's automatically anti-Christianity, then then yeah, you're right. It's not Christianity. So my thing is, what's another word for it? And then talking to a psychologist, how do you help a person decipher what strong belief, faith from God and not feeling disassociative or crazy in a sense, you know, schizophrenic because I'm, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? You're a sane person, so you can do it. I feel sane. So I feel I can do it. But then you see crazy people talking to themselves or they'll do something and say, the, the spirit led me. God told me, you know, it's like, and that's why I want to have both no, in the room well, because I would, yeah, I'm glad I would you like said, to know. I'm, I'm glad you said a therapist because that's the thing too. I just feel like my my boy Lewis got this theory. Lewis is anti-children's and youth ministries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says he feel like they are messing. He's like, children need to come to regular church because that's the word they need to learn. And they build a muscle up all the way in. Like he said, you food, you spoon feed them all this baby food 
and then they can't digest the real food when they get there. You know what I mean? So like, I don't necessarily know if I believe in it, but this is, I'm saying this for Lewis theory. I, I understand it because it's like teaching your kids about like Santa, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and then you try to tell them about Jesus, and they're like, "Well, Santa ain't real, the Easter Bunny ain't real, the Tooth Fairy ain't real. How am I supposed to believe in this Jesus God character too?" You know what I'm saying? Which, yeah, and, and th- what he's saying is he was just saying like you need to start exposing your youth, your youth to the relationship with God immediately and early, but not just watered down. He said most. Most youth groups are so watered down because they're trying to be so cool or they're trying to be so quote unquote light secular and sup- so to help them come to the church that they no longer even ministering. So he just saying, forget all that plan. This is what ministry is. Either you got to, either you want it or you don't want it. Um, but what I was about to say, uh, going to your point on the therapy stuff, I feel like one thing the church has struggled to do what I think they did back in the day. We got to address the human holistically, right? We got to address all of it. I think we get a lot of time in the church now is very much on, oh, you're going to get your blessings. You're going to get your money. Give, give, give. But like, nah, man, like, how do I use my faith to help me with my mental illness struggle? You know what I'm saying? Like, we are struggling like, how do I use my faith? Like, can God deliver me from that, right? And what does that look like? Like, how do I use my faith? Like, how do we use, uh, and my pastor say something that I love. He said he used, he said pastors should preach with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. Cause we should know how to use the word of God to combat every day, the everyday struggles we going through. And I believe that, right? But that's what we're not getting. So you get to church, and it's it's just not relevant. You get to church, it's just not relevant. I'm going for that feel good. It, and, it's not relevant, or it feels meek in a sense. Like in the world that we're in today, it's like, especially when you're younger, hey, I know God, Christianity, I believe it, but they just did some heinous stuff. And I'm, I'm not trying to pray for my enemy. I'm not trying to... I, where is the... Why is their guy letting them get some get back, but our guy don't? And that's when you start having, you know, it's like on, so many things in society. On the flip side of that too, there's some people just got to admit they no longer want to be in relationship with God or with the church. And they no longer want that faith. Like, and people be scared. Like, I ain't never going to go to church. I ain't never, uh, reading my Bible. I barely pray, but nobody want to say, I just don't want to do it. And that's what I be wanting people to just, just admit, you just don't, you no longer want to do this no more. Cause it is a level of discipline. There is a level of accountability. There is a level of action that you have to take to participate in this relationship. Mm-hmm. But some people don't want to, some people be complaining all the time. The church did this, church did that. But now nah, really, bro, you just don't want to do this no more. All right. You ain't been in the church in 15 years. So you don't even know. Hell, the only church you've been to with the one that hurt you. You ain't even try to find a new one. Nah, if I, if I, I, I will, I will if, say that I if I'm hungry, that. if I'm hungry and this restaurant food was horrible, I'm not not gonna eat. If I was really hungry, I'm about to go to another restaurant. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna look online and make sure that this restaurant serves what I'm trying to eat. But I think but, the issue is there are too many restaurants. Like like you just said it. I leave that church or I have a bad association. Now I go online. I go on YouTube and it's this. 
esoteric person spitting all this and they're saying all the, or it's a super revolutionary person and they spin like, I think for me, the issue is like, not only do some people got to say how they feel about the church, but the church has to come back around and figure out how to make themselves relevant. Like you said something at the beginning of this, when you were like, you know, the Malcolm X's, the Martin Luther King's, they came up out of the church. That's what led them. That's what moved them. Well, that's what we met up at. You know what I'm saying? Right now, you could call those same people like the, the Rizza Islams and the 19 Keys who's trying to move the movement. It's more social media, YouTube following. You know what I'm saying? They don't have no church, but they have the YouTube following. They have the social media. Before them, it used to be the celebrities and the rappers, but that kind of stopped because they realized, okay, they're not saying nothing. So now it's onto the social media people. And that's how you're getting some of these cults started too, because some of these folks just, they're just online streaming all day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, and, and, and yeah, they might be streaming, praying. Like you go on TikTok right now. It's going to be a bunch of live videos of people doing spiritual things, right? But how do you, how do you get that to be to what you're talking about, right? I to being, it's, it's, it's the relationship. You can't just go off of what this, and that's what's half of us. Half of what we know about the church is what our grandma told us. What I did to tell us what you put, but like, no, no, I'm talking about when you get past that point, you're trying to do, like, I've been hearing the, the newest thing I've been hearing online is this. I've been hearing, I got to download y'all. I'm downloading, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting it for myself. I'm downloading. And these people are saying very practical things that, you know, I learned in the church. Like I learned about like praying with your hands open. And everything. I learned that at my church. Right? right. But this person was like, I'm just sitting here thinking. And it hit me, which I can believe that too, because I don't believe there's no nothing new under the sun. Sometimes you can just hear a beat, hear something, and it spawns with something else. But she's not that in particular person wasn't at a church, but they clearly needed some guy. They they, they want to learn, you know what right. I'm saying? They're trying, but they're like going within themselves to learn. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that either. But then I feel like you need a teacher to help decipher. So, like it was at the church where I learned how to read the Bible, how. Oh, when it's in red, that was Jesus. See, I didn't know. I thought he said, when you first learned the Bible, you think Jesus is saying everything. You think this is the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all Jesus. It's all Jesus. You're like, man, this is, this is wild. But then you start learning the books and the Bible and the story. You're like, oh, but you don't get that on your own. You right. know what I'm saying? Nobody would able to, be, nobody would be able to just self-realize that. You right. know what I'm saying? So how do you get the people to get back to the pure teachers and not these teachers that's, Manipulate, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I was just, um, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to listen to everything y'all had to say because, you know what I'm saying? As somebody that's been a, um, first off, as a producer that left secular at the peak of my career, um, to, um, to follow God. And that was in 2015. Um, and I've stumbled a couple of times, you know what I'm saying? But just now, as you know what I'm saying, I'm pushing. 30, I'm 28, I'm going into, you know what I'm saying, what I'm going to do next in my life. So as a person that's going into ministry, that deal with people every day, I, it's, it's very, I, I like, I'm enjoying hearing everything y'all have to say. And, um, you know what I'm saying? So one, how do you find the, um, the, the purity of the, you know what I'm saying? What, so what you got to ask yourself, what is Christianity? Do you know what Christianity really is? Like, what is Christianity? What's, what is Christianity? What does it mean to be a Christian? To be Christ-like. What does it mean to be a Christian? See, I don't know. To be Christ-like is to be a Christian? I just told my wife this last night. We just read it. 
the Bible says, and I hate that phrase. The Bible says, I gotta be, uh, I gotta be, I gotta be, uh, I, I like to give it verbatim. I'm finna find it, but it expressly says that if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you don't belong to him. So to be a Christian is to have the Holy spirit, to have his spirit inside of you. And that's why a lot of people that say, okay, you see somebody, they say they're a Christian. They might not be, they might subscribe to certain things, but they don't have, it's called to be born again. You know what I'm saying? To have God living inside of you. That's what it means to be a Christian. And that's what people don't know. When I was a little boy, I thought a Christian means I believe in God. I'm a Christian. Or I go to church on Sundays. I'm a Christian. There are so many people that are not Christians that are in church. They don't have his spirit inside of him. That's the difference. So how do you get back to the pure thing? The people. So one thing um, that the Bible says, going forward from this day, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop saying that. I'm going to do better on remembering verses, but. It says that um, in the last times, people, they will gather teachers for themselves that they want to hear. People listen to this stuff because they want to hear it. <laughs> who want to hear? And who, who wants to hear? Scratch homosexuality. Forget that. Who wants to hear, shoot, a man and a woman together before a marriage is sin? Who wants to walk into that? Who wants to volunteer themselves to hear that? People don't want to hear that today. They, they gather teachers for themselves that they want to hear. So how do you go back to the pure thing? First, you got to want it yourself. Like, like Elder, like he said, man, if you're hungry and this restaurant is nasty and you want some nutritious, man, you're going to find it. If you have to go and make the smoothie yourself and put the, 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 if you have to go and make it yourself, you will find it. If you have to stop eating fast food and you want something better, you're going to research and you're going to find that purity. So, so let me ask you, mm-hmm. not to cut you off. So that line you said about people gathering the teachers for themselves, mm-hmm. were they saying that in a negative way? Or a in a negative way. way. Oh. In a negative way. They're saying they're saying people are gonna want to pick and choose what they want to hear. Yeah. For what they want to hear. They're gonna gather teachers from themselves to hear to preach what they want to hear. And if a preacher is world now, if the if a preacher is world now, um, I'm not gonna say has a large following, but if a preacher is world now, accepted by the culture. Accepted by mainstream, nine times out of ten, they not telling you the truth. And that's where these, and that's where when we say a preacher, okay, who you think of? I'm not gonna say your name, so I'm not no bashing. Think of the first preacher you think in your mind. That person probably is not the best representation of being a Christian because just because they probably mainstream. So to get back to your question, how do you find the purity? You have to want it. Because if you want it, you will find it. You will follow it. You will, but you have to in yourself desire it. So one, you have to have the desire. Two, to go back all the way to the first question that you that you asked, um, is being a Christian, is it just being moral or is it um a good person? I I and one thing I, I am um unfortunately I'm ignorant in a lot of things. Um I'm ignorant in what they do in India or what they do in Africa or and I had a hard time reconciling that um um all these people who's who's not calling the name of Jesus they're going to hell. I had a hard like, still to this day I have a hard time um but you think they are um yes I fear I um I have I, and I still one thing you know what I'm saying that's if you believe in hell, right? <clears throat> Yes. Well, what you mean if that's what you believe in hell? No, I'm saying like when when people subscribe to that, there's some people who don't even subscribe to a hell per se. Like some people will say this is hell already. 
So, I, I, so before I, um, dang, I, I slick lost my track. Okay. Um, okay. Is it being, is it being moral or is it being good? So one thing he said that, um, that hit the nail on the head is some people, what is morality? Morality. What is morality? Where did you get this from? You got that from God. <laughs> the Bible says that it's written on our hearts. What, what to do and what not to do. So if you say, Hey man, I don't smoke. I don't drink. Something in you is telling you that is wrong. Where did you get that from? It's written by, it's written on your heart by God. Now is Christianity about being good and moral or is it, or is it really about following God? The Bible says nobody is good. There is nobody is good. What is your definition of good? You don't steal, you don't kill, but you know what I'm saying? You sleeping with somebody or you, you, you might tell a lie. You, I didn't tell a bad lie. I'm a good person. Are you, are you on average on a scale of one to 10 a good person? What, where is your reference? There's only one reference and that's God and God tell us that nobody can be good. All right. So let me ask you mm-hmm. this. And, and this is a question I like to ask, mm-hmm. especially Christians. Because okay. We were all on a journey, right? For sure. How do you, mm-hmm. with your journey, what you've learned, mm-hmm. how do you reconcile with what's going on in the world mm-hmm. with believing in Jesus and the God? Like, you know, people dying, mm-hmm. people hungry, mm-hmm. uh, black people being oppressed, mm-hmm. shot up, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the war, the war, mm-hmm. Russia, Ukraine. So how do you reconcile that, like, personally with, with your teaching? Man, it's going to sound crazy. It's going to sound real crazy. It's a sign. It's a, it's a, it's a sign that, um, I am. The Bible said this will happen. When you see it happening, it's happening. So how can you reconcile people, even people and little children in Africa dying? And first of all, you have to, you have to tell yourself, you have to really get this in your mind. First off, you have to not be prejudiced against God. If you don't believe God or if you believe God, you have to say, if there is a God, okay, I'm willing to learn about him. But some people write him off because they just don't want to. But anyway, you have to know that these things isn't God's fault. It isn't God's fault. It's a lot of stuff happened because of man and God allows it. You know what I'm saying? If God is, was, is to intervene in every wrong thing, how many of us would even be alive? If God was to intervene from that man who shot up that grocery store, who and strike him down? Dang, what if he would strike me down? <laughs> if I was if I was a killer, he would struck Paul down. He would struck. If God is to intervene in everything, bro, there will be nobody on this earth to do anything, bro. You feel me? That's one thing. You know what I'm saying? So as the times get worse and worse, it just mean it means to the Christian faith, God is on his way back. And one thing I look forward to, shoot. A lot of, when it comes to heaven and hell, so first off, this is a lot of people don't even talk about, know this because a lot of churches don't talk about this. God gonna make a new heaven and a new earth. That's at the end of the book. He's going to make a new one. And not only that, hell is going into the lake of fire. <laughs> hell is going to be transferred. This new heaven, he's going to, he's going to destroy it all and make everything new. And as a believer, my, I have to get to that. I have to see what the new heaven and the new earth is going to, I have to get there. So that's what that's how I reconcile it, bro. Hey man, shout out to seventeen. He didn't say he didn't want no mic at first. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about some real shit. That was that was real. I, was, sure, I appreciate that. Sure. That was real. That was some yeah, real shit. man. I I just think you know when it comes to all of this, I think the number one thing to knowing is understanding you 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 don't know. You for know sure, what I'm saying? For sure. And that's where people be messing me up. When people come on the absolutes, mm-hmm. when people, this is what it is. It, well, I don't know. 
I'm like, God, we can't describe God as big. I'm not smart enough mm-hmm. to say I know what God is and what he want. Mm-hmm. If he's big as what, if I, if what I believe he is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You always are going to be in a state of learning. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, that's true and false. It's true in the sense that we cannot, we cannot understand in this little squiggly smidge of a body that we have. We cannot know. We definitely, we can't begin to know who God is, but we have to at least believe who he told us he was. I and believe that's that. definite. That's definite. And, but that's subjective. What I mean by that subjective, I believe the definites that God has given us about him. Now, do I, what he looked like and stuff and what just, even though, even his ways, even some of the ways that he's told us in the Bible, I still don't, I still, I don't understand how I'm, I, I believe in God most definitely. And I, and I've learned and I've, and I'm gonna get to my point, but I've learned in my faith at this point to tell myself, okay, and it's going to sound crazy. This might sound crazy to a lot of people. It's okay with sounding crazy. I tell myself this. I don't understand it, but God is right. <laughs> he did it. He right. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I reconcile a lot of things. It might sound immature, but anyway, when I go, I don't see how God can command people to go and wipe off a village, even with pregnant women and children and murder them. And that being his will, like I ask myself, do these innocent babies, do they go to hell too? Cause they was caught up in I don't know. And that's what, and that's, and that's where I've, you know, my, my pastor says, he said something, and I was like, you know, I kind of believe that. Uh, and this is why I went to my church, too. Because Wednesday night, shout out to the listeners, y'all. This is what the Just Elders podcast do. We, we weren't even going here, but this is what happens. Um, on Wednesday night, our Bible studies to feel like a college course. Like, we on a whiteboard. And he is allowing us to not necessarily challenge the word, but challenge the word, ask questions, get understanding, compare the text, compare translations, look at the root word. What does that translate to Hebrew? Like that's what attracted me to my church. Like that part right there. Um, but he said, when you read the Bible, you got to understand, truly believe it is inspired by God. But that inspiration had to be filtered through that writer's personal experiences, biases, political agendas. You know what I'm saying? All You have to go through all that. And then when you read it, you got to read it through your personal experiences, your personal biases, your personal uh, political agenda. And once you get through all those filters, you get to the inspiration of God. So do I think through all of those trans, all of those filters, some stuff could be Wrote different? Yeah, I do. I think, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. So when I look at, oh, kill all the women and children and I'll, I got questions and I'm confident enough to ask, I'm like, look, if I'm going to go to hell for having that question, you know how you made me. You know how many locks of hair I got on my head. You know how I, my mind think. So yeah, I, I do, I do question that. Do you really put, do we put to kill all these women and children? Like these innocent babies that didn't know nothing, you know what? Like you brought them here, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I question that. I do. So I haven't got there in my faith to say, "I oh, wish right," because I know it was inspired by you. You know what I'm saying? I also know it was written by somebody else or translated by something else. I know stories get changed. 
I've never seen a successful game of telephone charades, even if God is the one that started it. I've just never seen it. So with that being said, I got questions. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with saying I got questions and I don't believe, was it? See, I got questions because you know how they say, you know, God also makes you out of his image. So he knows you because you a little bit of him. You know what I'm saying? Like it goes all that way. So like, I just feel like God has a big sense of humor as well. And like, it might just be a big joke at the end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He might just really want to get a good laugh off. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to say all that, but I do think, um, I do, I don't, I don't think we teach on God's sense of humor enough though. I do think God has so many, it's so many layers to him. Um, and I think we just, we typically get taught on one little part. I ain't gonna lie. That, yeah, I would like to hear different Cause you know, they talk about that, even when they talk about God and sex, right? And I love when I hear married Christian couples talk about like, oh, no, we, we do it the, the Christian way. You know what I'm saying? Like they, and they, yeah, they even, say that. Well, that's the thing. Like, here's the issue with church. We talk about, we all don't heard that sex before marriage is a sin. We don't heard that. We don't talk about sex after marriage enough. Okay. So we know not what not to do. What do we do? And that's where the church be losing. You know what I'm saying? What are we supposed to talk about? <laughs> the, how what to else? please your man, how what? to keep your man, how to, you don't, you don't think that's important? If, if marriage is such a big deal, mm-hmm. you don't think how to keep the marriage is a bigger deal? Yeah. So if sex is a thing and it's something that affects marriages, there should be something, something in there, some instructions of how do I successfully as a man take care of my woman? How do I lead her spiritually? How do I take care of financially? How do I take care of physically sex? Like mm-hmm. there should be it's a, in there. It's in so, there. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that's not being talked about. For sure. For sure. That's the issue mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. two don't. Yeah. Not yeah. enough do. Mm-hmm. And when you just don't somebody all day. Yeah. Fuck like, man, what is? Yeah, for sure. What's going on? I feel you. And that's, man, I have, and I have, man, I have, when I talk to people, I have the biggest, um, empathy and, uh, you know, I feel for people who grow up in the church. I wasn't growing up in the church. So a lot of us, by the time I, I went to church for myself, for the, uh, for myself, me wanted to go. When I was 21 years old, I went for myself. Um, I went casually. Here and there, Easter, Christmas, when I was a little boy, but I didn't grow up in church. So a lot of stuff and a lot of bad stuff I didn't grow through. God taught me himself, not out of us, not out of the sky, but by searching for myself, reading for myself. I read so much before I even went to a church. When I started going, I knew what was right and I knew what was wrong. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm, when I'm, when I'm getting at is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a lot of don'ts, a lot of people saying don't and this and that, but, um, it's, it's, it's in there though, bro. You now know this, this, this is why, like, this, this is just a big reminder of why I wanted to have this conversation and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a prioritize it. We probably ain't gonna be able to do it before I go out of town, but when I get back, mm-hmm. we about to have this conversation mm-hmm. because again, I don't know and I'm not going to theology school. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can just be real yeah, with you. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to study the text. I, yeah. I, I, do I want to be a better person? Do I mm-hmm. want to, uh, operate as a, as a, uh, a better Christian? Of course. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm not going to a high value Christian. Yeah. Like I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going to theology school to study yeah. texts and the scriptures yeah. to figure out how I'm supposed to make my wife orgasm. Like in the mm-hmm. name of Jesus. Like I'm <laughs> you just saying. You, you know how to do that. You, you know how to just, do that already. Nah, bro. man. It's probably a better way to do it, bro. It's nah, probably a better. Way. That, the way is, and this is what I've learned. Listen to her. For a long time, and we talking about this because I know that's not necessarily, oh, we want to talk this, but no, just because, you know, just for state of example, for a long time, you know what I'm saying, as a married man and a wife, you know what I'm saying, uh, doing your thing, and you know, you know she loving it and whatnot, but one day, ask her, what actually do you like? And you'll find out that it's some stuff that she never told you, and like, dang, so, We've been doing it like this this whole time, and you like that. Why you ain't never said nothing? Like you sound like uh, DJ Envy and his wife. Turn me up. Yeah, bro. Put her. <laughs> so white first, man. This that, this that gospel uh, sex music. I, I remember when they dropped this album. Who's that? Right there, baby. Right there, baby. Who's that? Did you hear like the church running the back? You can't even listen to that secular music no more, man. You gotta be, you gotta listen to this when you make it love. Hey, here go, here go, here go, here go. Yeah. Hey. Speak the word of your wife, man. I need you, baby. I'm your helpmate, baby. We equally yoke, baby. (laughs) Anyway, long story short, to get to the point, there is a way, man. And put your wife first. Put each other first. Ask each other what what do you actually need? What do you like? That's how you keep a marriage going. But that was just a state, for example. I know you wasn't necessarily wanting to know that, but yeah, it's it's definitely all everything that we ask is in there. I know, but all I'm saying is it's not being taught. For sure. And that's the that's the struggle. Like, you just can't tell me don't do something without mm-hmm. telling me, okay, if I wait on the other end. Mm-hmm. Like cause I can clearly tell so if I'm being logical, I don't say mm-hmm. this to sister before. Mm-hmm. You giving it up. To mm-hmm. every brother, mm-hmm. it's probably not the best route to getting your husband. Mm-hmm. Let me just be real. Like, you probably not gonna find your Boaz giving it up to every brother that you With know. your hoe ass. This jokes, this jokes. But if you wait, this is what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is what, this is how it, this is the benefits of that. That conversation not being had enough. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. For sure. And, and I'm just saying for the church, we mm-hmm. gotta, if we're out here living whole lives, mm-hmm. so the church has to begin to holistically minister. For sure. I, I, That's I, I what like I'm that. saying. I like that. And, and I will old, take old, that. Old boy couldn't even keep making good. <laughs> you ain't gonna sell me on it. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't tip. You, the pastor can't keep educated. 
If the pastor can't do it, that's a whole other subject. That's a whole other conversation. Right. That's a whole other conversation. So, like, we got we got to live a whole list of lies out here, man. Like, I I got a lot of I got a lot of statements, but the reason why I don't want to make all my statements on this podcast because none of us are professing ourselves as experts, and I never want to or. I never want to say something because I understand we have influence. When people hear this podcast, they they either take it, agree with it, run with it, don't run with it. I'd rather say it in the presence of someone that has the credentials to be studied and approved in this area. So they can, and I'm I'm willing to be immediately correct online, like uh, on on mic, whether if I'm right or wrong on my reviews. I'm I'm definitely willing to be doing that. That's why I ain't having all of them right now, but. This definitely was a random ass podcast. I had so much more to talk about. Started because of Mace. Mace did it, man. Mace did Mace, it, man. Mace, you did this, His bro. ministry is working. <laughs> man, I, I was just mad because I cannot find that clip no more. I know I should have saved it. But old boy, when he told his wife, can we go to war? Oh, oh I got it. Oh. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Play it for the people, bro. Like, that is the funniest. Oh, good. That is the funniest clip I've heard about Christians in, in sex, bro. But that... But I, this was a good, this was a good episode. Uh, hold on. Definitely evergreen. Let's go. <laughs> Turn me up. Against the enemy. Sex within marriage is a weapon against the enemy. Man of God, next time you want something, just tell her, tell her, let's war. Yeah. What you doing in there? I'm about to get in the shower. What's going on? Let's go to war. What? Damn, I'm sorry. Let's war. Kevin, can you please stop playing? I'm trying to get in the shower. Let's walk. I feel that devil coming against my future. Put on some lingerie. We about to go to war. Foolishness. Yes? Foolishness. I feel the devil coming against my future. What? The, de- the devil is coming against my future. Kevin, can you please stop playing around? Can you put on some lingerie? Lingerie? Please, it's, it's for my future. Come on, I'm really trying to get in the shower. Man of God, you shouldn't even have to ask for none no more. Just walk in and say, It's foolishness. Kevin, what do you want? What are you talking about? That was too slow. Kevin, go away. Can we war, please? It's going to be a war if you don't get away from this door. Fine. I'm going to put my clothes back on. Oh, my God. He man of war. Let's hold this to preaching right there. Let's hold this to preaching. That's good, man. Rip, pop, 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 Let's go to war. Yeah, that hey, that pastor in Atlanta too. Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's what you call a pastor. Exactly. Oh, Shout out. Shout out. That's holistic preaching right there, 217. Let's holistic preaching. Date through the craze, date through the craze. <laughs> episode is your Jesus black. But nah, man, this was a, a great episode, man. Y'all boys are funny. <laughs> Super funny. Um he made in his image. <laughs> but I I I really Let's have this conversation sooner than later. Let's figure out who we want. We know we want to pass it, but let's let's figure out a good panel, holistic panel we can have, so we could discuss 
this because I want to bring somebody that's on that EFI stuff. Um, I want to bring that. I want to hear about that. Like, I want to hear the tie. I went to Ethiopia, so I seen the roots of Christianity where it came. From. The first Enoch that Jesus ministered to that that was that was Ethiopia. Like, I, I want to hear all of that. I want to hear all of that. When I'm bringing the mic, we have a great conversation. So, um, thank y'all, boy, for the conversation, man. Thank you, sir. So. For sure. Okay. I'm going to minister Exactly. I got some new converts. Uh, with that being said, man, we love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Jess Eldridge Podcast. Just a pastime. This is a gospel too, song too, y'all. City with T.I. Outcasts and Uwe. Everybody know about Atlanta. It's just a cool G. Everybody know about the scammers, about the trappers, and what we living now. It's just that lifestyle. Turn on my podcast. I'm trying to hit it real now. Hear perspective. We only keep it real now. Every day we on the grind. Sometimes it's hard to tune out the outside. Oh, oh, It's just Eldridge. It's just Eldridge. Podcast, tuning on the podcast, yeah. Real things, you know we gon' last, yeah. Kick it back, kick it back, kick it back. Oh!